Hello and welcome to Coffee and Confidence. I'm Bahar Picarello. And if you hear any background noise, that's a cowboy movie in the other room. My dad is playing on high octane. <laughs> this is after I've asked him to turn down the volume and I've gone down to turn down the volume myself. Um, <clears throat> it's either super, super quiet and he can't hear the... Um, conversations or it's like pow pow pew pew (laughs) cowboys and indians and you know crazy loud anyway hopefully you can't hear it but just in case i'm not on a battlefield anyway today's topic is really sharing my heart about 2020 and as we head into 2021 well we're already in it uh and off to a rocky start um and this is probably some of my podcasts, I, it's not for all audiences. So it really just depends on who you are. And if you like my voice and you like whatever I share, great. I appreciate you a thousand million times. But this podcast, I really want to be able to share um, with everybody. So if you are connected to me on Facebook or Instagram or both, um, if you're family or friend or acquaintance, I thank you for actually taking the time to listen. But I wanted to share it because I've been at a point, especially in the last few weeks in particular, where, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fighting with myself, where... I want to share everything I feel like sharing, whether it makes sense, whether it aligns with my business, whether there's a purpose to it or not. Um, And some people who are social media gurus will say, you know, there has to be a point to you sharing something. You're either sharing a bit of your life or you're sharing a product or a service or you're talking about something that somehow will bring you money or whatever. Well, Sometimes I just want to share with you as a friend. You know, I I listen to people talk about complete and utter mundane bullshit on Instagram and I love it. I'm just like, yeah, show me show me that fun thing you found at Target in the dollar aisle. Sure, absolutely. Show me that, you know, that random hair product or um I don't know that cute thing for your shoe. I don't know, whatever, just something. Oh, the other day, (laughs) this is someone I don't really pay attention to. And it's kind of one of those like mixed up Instagram accounts where it's like they show random stuff. And I caught the story and I'm looking at it. I'm like, what is this product? And at first I thought it was one of those things for the car where you can, you know, one of those emergency tools where you take it and you can cut your seatbelt or, you know, break a window, one of those like all, all in one tools. And so I clicked ahead like, okay, whatever, I have one of those. And then I, I go, wait a minute, no. And I clicked back again to watch it. It wasn't one of those tools. It was a hook that you hook to the, you know, the metal little, um, I guess, you know how like the headrest has two prongs that stick into the back of the seat. It hooks onto one of those 
And it has a hook on the other end as well where you can hang your purse or shopping bags or whatever so that you don't have all that stuff like on the floor of the car. Um, so I guess if somebody's sitting in the back seat, they don't have a bunch of stuff like piled by their feet. I don't know. I th- just thought it was like just one of those things where it's like, just keep it on there. Another thing was sometimes um, like if people have dry cleaning or whatever, they don't always have the little hand holdy armrest thing, not armrest. And oh, I feel like, Achoo, excuse me. Oh gosh, this is one of those days. <laughs> Sneezing on a podcast, cowboy movie, just rambling. Anyway, I'm going to go with it because this is one of those podcasts. Um, anyway, I just thought it was a random thing. And I'm like, oh, that's genius. So I stuck it in my Amazon cart because I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> I might think about it. And so I just put it in there. And so you find all these things and you go, I don't know this person behind the account, but I'm like, okay, that was cool. You know, these, these little moments in life make life easier when somebody tells you about them. So anyway, I would like to be able to share things that are on my mind and on my heart. And, you know, and I had a conversation with um, someone else that I have become Instagram friends with. And she was saying that when she posts a story, she's always looking back and going, oh, well, maybe I didn't explain that correctly, or people are going to take it the wrong way. And so she goes back and she deletes it. And I have those moments and my message to her, it's kind of a message to myself. I said, no matter what you do, somebody's always going to have a problem with it. Somebody's always going to misunderstand you. Somebody's always going to get huffy about what you were trying to share. And Lord knows I have pissed off some people this year. Um, several months ago, I posted on LinkedIn and one guy who never said boo to me before, sent me a message who felt compelled to say that um, my, and it's not even that colorful, trust me, I can get really colorful, um, that my choice of words were off-putting to him and, um, you know, I should seriously consider the way I portray myself on social media. <laughs> okay. And it, it bothered me. I was like, oh, now this guy doesn't think I'm classy or respectable or professional or whatever. And I thought about it and I go, okay, let me run this by some, you know, trusted people. And I did. And I ran it by guys that I know. And they all said the same thing. They go, Bahar, this guy's never going to be your client. He's probably never going to be your friend either. So what do you care? Uh-huh. Oh, I've got a point. Okay. Now, if somebody had already paid me money and then said, you know what, Bahar, I really, you know, respect you. We work together. You know, I uh, trust you, value your opinion and everything. But, you know, what you posted the other day, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. That's different because that person's are already knows me and already has, you know, um, experience with me. And so if, if I do or say something that, you know, offends somebody or, you know, we can clarify, we can talk it out, right? I'm not above um, being humbled or apologetic or whatever if I feel like I'm in the wrong or, you know, hearing somebody else's opinion. We ultimately, we can agree to disagree, right? Um, they have the choice to, you know, 
give me a pass on that if they agree to disagree or whatever. But, um, but at the same time, you can choose to continue to do business with me or not, right? But for somebody who's not a friend, not a client, not anything, why am I going to bend over backwards to appease this guy, right? So, and I'm one of those people that even if I'm working with a client, or a potential client, some people will kiss ass a lot to try and win a client over. I'm not going to do that. If th- during the course of a consultation or just an exchange of you know question and answer back and forth, sometimes it takes a while for people to trust me and know that I know enough um, to want to do business with me. And that's fine. I totally understand that. And so I do. I do engage and I do answer. Um, and I probably give too much information um, ahead of time. But when I think something needs to be said, I'll say it, (laughs) you know, and a friend of mine goes, really? You said that to her? And I go, well, she needed to hear it. I mean, she's blaming her kid for something. And this is, was regarding, uh, you know, a homeschool client. And I go, well, she's blaming her kid for something that it's really her issue, not his. Right. Um, and my friend was like, well, I know, but I can't believe you said that. And I go, I didn't say it mean, and actually the client was happy that I said it because who else is going to tell her, right? And it, you know, she's having unrealistic expectations. And I'm one of those people. If 10 people in the room are going to pat you on the back and tell you what you want to hear, that doesn't do you a damn bit of good. So if I think you need to hear something else, I'll be the one to say it. And if you take me the wrong way, you want to get offended, you want to get butt hurt, you want to get sad, you want to get upset with me okay, fine. But at some point, I hope you get to a point where you realize what my intention was, not to hurt you or disrespect you or make you upset. But you need to hear that so that you can take the appropriate action and make progress in your life. I'm not doing you or myself any favors if I just pat you on the back and agree with everybody else. But it also means that everybody else wants you to stay in that position and sustain whatever it is, your current status your parents, your siblings, your friends, your family, you know, even your partner, even your kids. They like mom or dad the way they are. Don't change. Don't make anything better. We like things the way they are. Sometimes that's not ideal. So that brings us to, you know, what I've experienced in the last year and what many of you I think can relate to. If we look back to the beginning of 2020, life was good for most of us. And I know some of you know someone or are someone who has selective amnesia. You don't remember what life was like just over a year ago. You don't remember how well your business was doing or how much money you had in the bank or, um, you know, the vacations that you had planned or all the things that were going right in your life. You don't remember those or the last four years, let's put it that way, right? And I know people who were complaining, and I've had to remind them. I'm like, yeah, I saw your social media posts. You were on top of the world. I saw your vacations. I saw how good your business was doing. I saw you buy a house. I saw you buy a car. I saw you, you know, take the kids, you know, this place and that place. Life was good. Now, all of a sudden, what, you want to complain about it? 
while you still have money in the bank and you're still, you've still been working through this pandemic and you still got a paycheck coming in the mail or hitting your account. So some people have selective amnesia. And so I'm going to recap some things for you, uh, at least from my perspective. And if you can relate, great. And if you want to agree to disagree, that's fine too. But the beginning of last year, life was okay. You know, we still had hopes and plans and things in the works, right? I was supposed to uh, be putting together a homeschool conference that didn't happen last year. And um, I was starting to coach and consult with uh, homeschool families, although, you know, that was a good blessing last year um, and still is because I can help more families this way. Um, with schools being closed and people, you know, distance learning and all that stuff. So that's been a blessing. Um, but I had, you know, plans. I wanted to take the kids to the beach. We, you know, I wanted to save money, you know, that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, this COVID thing happened. It was Corona. It was the Chinese virus. It was covid COVID-19, every, all sorts of different ways to call it. And all of a sudden we realized that small businesses can no longer be open. Why? I don't get it. All the big box stores are still open. People are still going to the doctor and dentist office. It was just the small businesses that had to close. It was just the individual practitioners that couldn't do business. It was the people that made house calls that could no longer make house calls. (coughs) Excuse me. And I saw the writing on the wall and I started to see my friends and family really kind of furl their brows and go, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. And I started to get angry. And if you're familiar with the stages of grief, that's one of them. Anger is one of them. And sometimes it happens even before the person passes away. Or grief of any sort, really. Sometimes it happens ahead of time. Ahead of the big climactic event. And that was me. Angry, frustrated, wondering why all of a sudden our plans were being squashed. Why all of a sudden we couldn't do the things we were supposed to do. Why people were getting so scared irrationally. And I remember thinking, I did this shit before. It was cool to do it. You know how many times people gave me crap about, you know, using sanitizer or wiping down a restaurant table before my kids sat down to eat or telling them not not to touch the escalator, you know, railing or, um, you know, the elevator button or something like that. Like that was basic stuff. Cold and flu season, we didn't go to the mall. You know, basic stuff. We take off our shoes when we come home. You know, we've been outside all day. We come home. First thing you do, wash your hands. Change your clothes. Put your clothes in the hamper that you've been sitting everywhere in. Put them in the hamper and wear something comfy around the house. We've been doing that forever. Now, all of a sudden, everybody else thinks it's the way to go. Uh, Okay, fine. Then they started sanitizing their groceries. People were leaving crap in their garage for three days. 
lazy asses were sitting on their couch ordering groceries because they didn't want to go to the grocery store. They thought the plague, the boogeyman was going to come get them. I mean, you know, one thing after another and we're go. I'm just sitting here going, what the hell is going on? And then you couldn't post in support of small business because then people that you knew that were in small business, in the small business community, in your same county, in your same state, were turning around going, well, don't make this political. I go, what do you mean make this political? If you think it's a political issue, then it is. I'm not saying it's political. I'm saying it's bullshit. If you want to say it's political, well, guess what? The shutdown's only coming from one side. Well, but everybody should be scared. No. Some people just don't get scared for no reason. Some people do research and they use their brains. Nobody, nobody was saying that people are not going to get sick. People said, do what you can do. Wash your hands. Stay the hell away from people. Don't cough or sneeze on somebody. You know, the basic shit everybody was supposed to do since the dawn of time. But apparently gross individuals needed to be told that. But guess what? The same morons that needed to be told that were the same ones who were using the same plastic gloves and then touching everything. Touching their face and then touching their butt and then touching the shopping cart. The same people were touching their, you know, their purse, touching their, you know, personal belongings, touching the shopping cart, and then touching their mask. We don't live in a sterile environment. And then you had people who, highly educated morons, who go, well, but, you know, what about people, you know, who do surgery? They wear masks, they wear gloves. Yeah, in a sterile environment. Outside of that room is not a sterile environment. There's a reason why they wear scrubs and they have certain, you know, protocol and procedures. It's a sterile environment. The world we live in, our car, our home, outside, walking around a store, those are not sterile environments. So, you know, common sense, we're starting to lose it. Logic critical thinking skills, gone. And that's what I had a problem with. I don't care if you want to worship penguins and inject yourself with beet juice, okay? I want you to be able to articulate it to me. Why? Don't repeat stuff that you hear. Explain to me why you believe what you believe. And you better do it without an ounce of doubt. And you better explain it clearly. And if you can't, I'm going to call bullshit. Because whatever you believe in, you better stand on that. On my perspective, what I, my opinions, you bet your ass I can explain it. But most people couldn't. And that's when I started to see, okay... The truth needs to come out. There are things that are, you know, this thing is multi-layered. There were so many layers to this thing. It wasn't just COVID. It wasn't just child and human trafficking. It wasn't just global order. It wasn't just our country. 
It wasn't just major entities and organizations. It wasn't just three-letter agencies. It wasn't just our election. There were so many things wrong. To the point where I go, I don't know. I think I read this in the Bible. Sodom, Gomorrah, I don't know. When is this stuff going to... We need to wipe the slate clean. Somebody give me a memo so I can get, take my kids and get the hell out of here before, you know, we all need to be wiped away. People were thinking, okay, well, this is the end. <laughs> what other possible disaster can we have? It was one after another. Riots and protesting and race wars and all. I mean, just never-ending bullshit. Just never-ending. Oh, it's one thing after another. And people that I valued their opinions and I thought that they were intelligent human beings. The most intelligent people I know. People younger than me, family members younger than me. I go, you guys went to college, great colleges, Ivy League colleges. You guys have great jobs, money in the bank. You're living on top of the world. How can you be so devout of common sense? And they sit around, they go, well, it's on the news. I go, are you kidding? And there were so many more people that go, I- I'm just really out of the loop. I don't know. Where did you hear that? I, go, I-, I don't know. I did my research. I read things. I don't just copy and paste. I don't just take someone's word for it. Someone said it on TV and he was wearing a suit. So I guess that means that's the truth. Some of the most good looking or... Uh, smooth-talking individuals are lying through their teeth, dripping with evil and looking at you with a smile on their face, and you believe them. A couple years ago, I went on a cruise for the first time with the kids. I don't recommend it, personally. We didn't have a great time. It was like being stuck in a very small and boring mall for seven days. It wasn't all that great, but it was a good experience. I'm glad, you know, we got to experience it, but we decided that it would be much better to just have, you know, one destination, preferably with a way to kind of, you know, rent a car or something and drive around and actually enjoy the place as opposed to just being in the middle of the ocean. Um, my kids, you know, were 11 and 13 at the time, I guess. So they couldn't do the adult entertainment and, you know, we were kind of limited on what we could do. But our one day that we really had a good time in the Bahamas was gorgeous. But anyway, um, and we were in the water the entire day. It was a full day and it was gorgeous. But like, you know, one day... <laughs> Out of seven days of travel, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, But I remember the... I lost my train of thought. What was my point? The cruise? Hmm. Oh, man, it completely blanked out. Huh. Don't you hate it when that happens? cruise. I wonder what the cruise was. I can't remember. Oh, geez, that bugs the crap out of me. I'll have to think about it. Okay. Anyway. Um, oh, that's going to drive me nuts. 
Okay, just shake it off. It'll it'll come to me. Um, oh god, that's gonna bug me. Okay. Anyway. Um, we get to a point through the last several months where we realize that life is not, it's just, you know, being ripped out of our hands. The things that we were used to, the things that we did without even thinking, you know, you get out of the car, you walk towards the store. Oh, shit. Now we got to remember our mask. We got to go back, get the mask. And the fact that people could dox you, meaning if I don't like what you've, you're doing, I, I'm going to research you. I'm going to research your family. I'm going to try and get you fired from your job simply because you didn't agree to, to listen to my set of rules. When has that ever been okay? When have have you been ever, you know, able to tell me that I'm not essential and that I can't go open my business tomorrow? How is that okay? I don't understand much of what happened in the last year. Because it's not okay. And little by little, things were being taken from us that weren't, that were okay, 100% okay before. And people go, well, you're not losing as much. We're all suffering. We're all sacrificing. You know, it's for the greater good. You know, we're in this together. No, that's propaganda. You sound like an abused person, a victim. Well, he tried to leave the house. You should know better than to leave the house. That's why he had to beat you. Oh, silly. You should just stay home. It's better for you. You'll just be safer. People don't realize how screwed up they sound. Well, if you just would have done what he said, it would have been over by now. But you didn't listen. You didn't obey. So you're just going to have to suffer longer. That's just the way it is. You didn't, you didn't follow the rules. Are you kidding? It was supposed to be two weeks. And places that never wore masks are no worse than places that did. And the more restrictions and the more masking they did, it didn't help their numbers at all. Which means what? Masks don't work or they give you a false sense of security. And then we started seeing, you know, stories of doctors and nurses saying how, you know, hospitals were told to mark everybody down as having being a COVID, you know, victim or patient or whatever. You know, someone died of a heart attack and they were listed as COVID. Someone died of a motorcycle accident listed as COVID. No more flu, no more pneumonia anymore. Everything was COVID. And we go, oh, well, there you go. The flu doesn't exist anymore. Nobody was really pushing the flu shot this year, this winter and fall, because everybody was talking about the vaccine for COVID. People are begging for the vaccine. 
You want to get it? Get it. Don't make me get it. Don't push it down my throat. You want to get it? Get it. And if something bad happens, I'm going to sit back and be like, mm-hmm. I saw that coming. I don't wish it upon you. I hope you don't have a bad reaction. But I've seen so many people that have had a bad reaction. And I'm not surprised. And I have shared my political opinions. And I know many who were in Facebook jail or Instagram jail for voicing the same opinions. And I found ways to do it so that I don't end up in Facebook jail. And some people chose to give me an earful. Most just decided to unfollow and unfriend, which was fine. And I don't want to live in an eco chamber. I really don't. I don't need that. But I don't go out of my way when I see something that I, I disagree with. I unfollow. If I really can't stand your shit that you're posting and it bugs me to see it, I unfollow. It's a choice. I don't want to see it. Okay, I make sure I don't see it anymore. I'm not going to go out of my way to tell you that I'm going to unfollow you and that I'm disappointed in you for thinking a way that disagrees with my opinion. No. You're entitled to your opinion. You can post whatever you want. If I don't like it, I'm going to choose not to see it anymore. That's it. It's very simple. That doesn't mean I don't love you anymore. doesn't mean I don't like you anymore. Uh, I may question some of your morals and values, but... Okay, I can choose again to want to deal with you or not deal with you. But if you've never personally disrespected me, then I don't need to personally disrespect you. I have a family friend who posts whatever she wants. She didn't like my posts and she would comment on my posts. Well, if you comment on my posts, my people are going to answer you back. It's a post. Anybody can comment. I'm not playing bodyguard or protector of anybody. Y'all are adults. You want to, unless, unless it gets really out of hand. But everybody can share their opinion. But if I come on your post and I say something, then your friends have a right to comment to me too. Because I'm making a comment. I know exactly what I'm getting into. I'm an adult and I know exactly where I'm commenting. But I often choose not to because I don't want to get into a fight with your friends. And more more than more often than not, we're surrounded by more like-minded people than not. So if you have a differing opinion from me, chances are your friends and family will probably agree with you more than they would agree with me. But Sometimes if I comment on your post and you disagree with me, there might be one or two of your friends that feel the same way I do and they're glad that I commented because now they can voice their opinion as well. Here's what I've learned in the last many months. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, somebody is going to have a problem with it. Somebody is going to have a problem with something that I do or say. 
But if it is not putting money in my hand, if it is not helping me take care of my children, or it is not something that I personally value, I don't need to hold on to it. And I am tired of holding back and apologizing for something when five other people who have an opinion about what I'm sharing are doing the same thing. They're just doing the opposite. They're sharing what they believe. Why is it okay for you to share what you believe, but I can't share mine? That's exhausting. I don't subscribe to PC culture in general. This is, you know, 2020, 2021 is like on high octane when it comes to PC culture and virtue signaling. It's exhausting. I'm not doing anybody any favors. I don't owe anybody an apology. I don't want to tiptoe around anybody. I don't want to pussyfoot around anyone. I don't want to walk on eggshells. I am what I am. You have the choice to agree or disagree. You have the choice to follow or unfollow. You have the choice to do business or not do business. It's up to you. People go, well, you know, I don't want to alienate anybody. Well, guess what? People on the opposite end of the spectrum from you are doing the same thing and they don't care who they alienate. They do not care. I only see that from people who are like me. I see plenty of people posting what they're buying, what kind of books they're buying, what kind of websites they follow, what kind of politics they follow, and they are not apologizing at all. So why do you feel like you need to apologize? Why do I feel like I need to apologize? I'm not apologizing. I'm not gonna. Nope. And some people go, well, the people I know, they're kind of religious. Okay. You're religious too. Yeah. But, you know, I cuss sometimes. Okay. So do I. Guess what? The right people will follow you. You know, it was interesting. I was researching a particular industry and looking for someone to partner with. And I was gravitating towards one individual just because I liked how she looked, how she presented herself, how she spoke, you know, the things she was sharing. Well, then I saw her Instagram. And I go, oh, that's a shame. Because now... (laughs) I'm seeing a different side of her, right? Okay, she still shares the same things. I still like her voice. I still like the way she presents herself. I don't like her politics so much. (coughs) Okay, stuck a pin in that. I didn't unfollow her. Still watching. But I kept researching and I found others. Some I agree with and some I don't. And I found one who was just as spiritual. She had, you know, a little bit of an inkling of, you know, the politics might be aligned. And she's got a little bit of a colorful side to her too. And I was like, okay. She seems like she's, you know, my kind of people. Doesn't look a thing like me. (coughs) Probably doesn't act a thing like me. She's not um, married or you know divorced so we don't have that in common but 
you find people that make you feel like you can be yourself. And that's what I think I want you to take from this is whether you yourself are trying to be that person or you're looking for others um, that you want to connect with. This is what I've learned the most in the last year. (coughs) Excuse me. Is that you need to find people who allow you to be yourself. Whether it's in a relationship or partnership, business partnership, whatever. You need to find people that will allow you to be yourself. Unapologetic, completely authentic. On your good and bad days, they get it. They allow you to be you. And I think that is huge. The right people will follow you. The right people will want to be your friend. The right people will want to be in a relationship with you or the right person. Um, The right people want to be your customers or clients. And you will serve the right people. You will be that voice that they need to hear. You will present and show and share exactly what they need. And that goes across the board, whether it's politics, whether it's small business, whether it's, um, you know, just a simple friendship, whatever it is on a spiritual basis. It's been a really up and down many months and it's, it can be exhausting and I've found blessings through all of it, silver linings, lessons learned more wisdom, more peace. And that's important. And I wish that for you too. We are heading into a new year. Don't let them take more time from you. Don't let them take more memories from you. Don't put life on hold. Do what you want to do. Travel where you want to travel. If one door closes, open up a new one. When a door closes, open up a window. And find a way. It might be harder. You might need to work harder. You might need to study harder. You might need to, you know, maneuver and pivot more. But there's a, where there's a will, there's a way. I thank you for taking the time to listen. You know, this was going to be a rambling one. But if you made it this far, God bless you. I thank you again for taking the time to listen. And I'll catch you next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye.